Assalamu alaikum sisters, it's Shahida here and um, today we have a sister here all the way from Australia, her name is Pia and we're going to be talking about relationship reset and that's relationships with ourselves and relationship with others. So I hope you get a lot of value from today and um, so let's welcome our sister. So Assalamu alaikum Pia. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Shahida. Thank you so much. And thank you all the lovely ladies who will be listening to this at some point in time around the world. Thank you for joining in. Thank you. And what time is it in Australia at the moment? The time now is 5.11pm on Thursday, the 4th of June, and it is now pitch black outside, making for the post just like uh, my Ramadan was perfect because it is... <laughs> So much earlier, like yeah. we were ending Ramadan at 5 p.m. and it's dark then and it's fabulous. So, um, yeah. You are so That's lucky. Where. We so are lucky. We are and it's in... winter, so it's gotten cold now, thankfully. Yeah. So in UK at the moment, it's 8.12 in the morning. And yes. um, and Ramad we broke our fast about, the last one probably was about 9.10, oh, I think, in the evening. Oh. So you are super lucky. To we have are super today. lucky. I, I, I was saying to my friends that I probably have to uh, move move to a diff the other hemisphere when, when that all changes and catches up with us here in Australia at, at some point in the future when we'll be doing the... The, the late ends, but for the time being, it's fabulous. Yes. And you know what, Pierre? Although our days are longer, I don't know why, but in the month of Ramadan, it feels like we get extra help from Allah. Like Oh, we do. Yeah, like that, oh. nine o'clock, whenever we break off, although the days are long, we get through it and Allah helps us. It's like we get spiritual help and we don't feel it as oh, much. for that. Because yeah. I don't know, I mean, for those of us who are trying to catch up fast or doing extra extra fasts this month, mm. it's just not that much. It's, it's just that little bit harder. It is. I've noticed that. It's it is really harder. insane. Why is yeah. that? Why I, is that? Well, as you said, Ramadan, I mean, Ramadan, it is, it is the miraculous month of Ramadan where the yeah. energy is just there for us to be able to pray more, do more dhikr, read more Quran, do just do more and, and, and be yeah. quiet about it. And, and yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Because when I'm making up my fast now, yeah. I, I haven't started yeah. it, by the way, but when I did it last year <laughs> and everything, um, yeah. it was, I got hungry, like in Ramadan, I was fine. But now making yeah. up the fast is so much harder. It is so strange. Oh, it is. No, totally. So strange. No, I know. It's 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 so unfair. <laughs> it's <not right laughs> it, it really is. And we have to, yeah, us ladies have to make it up afterwards. So, um, yeah. So, um, Pia, I'm so excited to hear about um, your topic because relationship resets. Can you tell me more about that? I can. Um, so, basically, uh, I have been uh, mentoring now um, Muslim women and, and, and women in general. I have extended my market to, to women in general. Uh, since 2017, uh, my uh, essential awakening mentoring is, is who I am. And I mentor from a... a, a paradigm called um, the inside out paradigm and I'll talk about that a little bit throughout the interview and from that perspective I am looking at all, all relationships obviously our relationship with ourself is the core of how we experience the rest of the world and everyone in it but I'm also been finding talking to women 
um, over the last few years, finding that relationships with their children, with their partners, with their parents, and the parents one, healing the relationship, you know, reconciling our relationship with our parents. That's been actually a very personal journey of mine as well. And that has been the inspiration of a program that I had uh, come up with uh, and had been working with women with uh, even up until a couple of months ago. And it's, it's something that I continue expanding on because we are, as Muslims, asked mm. to... Uh, you know, respect our parents, show kindness to our parents and, and, and give back to our parents. And unfortunately, a lot of us, um, we would like to please Allah in that, but might find ourselves in relationships with parents that are difficult, to say the least. And so yeah, the, the idea of that we can um reconcile our relationships our experience of our relationship with them and that's the key for me uh, and, and that we can we can reconcile our relationships with all people that we are loved ones with that we work with uh and and basically experience a, a calm and a clarity uh, and contentment in those relationships without them having to change yeah. or the situation having to change and i love what i love that the most yeah i love that as well because it, it's just so fabulous because we all think that we've got to go into therapy with the difficult person and that we've got to sort of talk about the relationship and you know pick at it and bring up the problems and all that sort of stuff and and then wonder why we're still not feeling close to them uh, and so the inside out paradigm approach that i use explains exactly why the standard um, techniques used to resolve relationship issues why they don't work do you know what Pia what I've learned is that we can't change anyone we really can't the only person we can change is what we say what we think and the way and our actions and everybody else we have to we can't they we just have to let them be absolutely themselves. we can't and when and before my before me finding myself and before I am this version of Shahida I never thought like that before. I never thought about, I never even, it was all about changing other people or changing. I never thought about me. And I think that's what our family, we, I mean, no, you're saying about relationships with our parents and so on. We were taught from a very young age. It's all about other people. It's all about their, like, we never looked inside. It was never about, the focus was never about on yourself. I never saw my mom think about herself. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, that and that's that's the flip. Interestingly, that that's um, the flip side uh, of 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 that 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 being a doormat and 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 being of uh, a, a service to others in a way that is detrimental to yourself. Mm. Um, that's interestingly enough, uh, it, it's, it's not about being overly giving. Uh, in some ways, it's coming from the trap, the, the thinking trap that we have, um, that we, uh, the expectations that we hold, a lot of them coming from society and family. We, we pick them up um, generationally. But, yeah, there are expectations that we uh, should be doing this and ought to be doing that and must do this and then they're 
uh, have a lot of guilt wrapped around them if we don't do them. And it, what's very interesting is when we are stuck in all that thinking and all that story, we may well think that we're being giving and of service, but in fact, we are a totally self-involved but not in not self-reflective and that is the difference being self-reflective and and uh is is the path that enables us to let go of the kind of thinking that obstructs us from being in the present moment and open to the spirit of love that is existing in all of us Mm. and this this is the key to what I, i i coach and mentor on yeah i love that self-reflection so how does one how does a woman start this journey of being you know finding herself and finding self-reflection and well that's the beautiful thing um i had my path to where i am now has been one of multiple degrees in psychology and counseling and i was buddhist before i became muslim and i have spent my life navel gazing and trying to understand my place in the universe and everything had been uh intellectual it had been an intellectual attempt to understand what is essentially an experiential being and you can't think your way into wisdom now unfortunately a lot of uh the techniques a lot of the stuff that's out there the self-help stuff that's out there um all the major psychology mode um, theories and uh, out there um they mistaken one major factor and that then has implications on everything and the thing that they often mistake is not explaining the truth of where our experience comes from mm. most of us walk around going my husband made me angry my kids are frustrating me my job <laughs> is pissing me off you know we we we, we look up outside <laughs> totally and we yeah. say the things outside mm. have the ability to make us feel our feelings are in direct response to the stuff outside of us and this isn't the truth we could both be in exactly the same place do looking at exactly the same thing and having exactly the same external experience but have a completely different internal uh, understanding different thinking around it and therefore our experience of the same external event will be completely different and the truth is we're all like that we all have our own reality and that is that's the first realization to to being able to find yourself is to understand that the outside world is not the thing that is creating you uh and it's our thinking and that underneath our thinking and feeling that just rises and falls naturally is our inner wisdom and that's we as muslims are a very uh, alhamdulillah are very lucky because we have within our religion a framework that mm. helps us explain yeah what that call is and we've got you know our guru our fitra we 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 have this river of being that is separate to the mechanics of the body i love that and that and that's where our wisdom is so the getting yeah. of wisdom is about getting out of your head 
and accessing what is ever present and uh, available to us all. Wow. If you that makes what? sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. And it's so true. It's, it's more of us looking inside. We do, and I was the same, by the way, and I'm sure there's a lot of sisters here listening. We, we blame other people. We, I mean, it would always be somebody else's fault. They are making me feel this way. But it's not. It's actually, everything is our relationship with ourselves. Everything yes. goes back to you. And that's the most important relationship is you between you. Well, for me, it's between me and Allah and then me and me. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know and I, mean? I, think, I, I think the key difference, because I know that uh, uh, there, there, are, there are psychology, that where, where the inside out paradigm perspective that I work from differs from, say, the other um, cognitive psychology um, theories and, and practices out there is what we do with that thought. Mm. Uh, all the other modalities, they will acknowledge that it, your thinking is involved somewhere. And then what will happen is um, you'll get caught up in a story of thought. You'll get caught up in analysing where the thought came from, the content of like what the story is, where it came from, why you have it, how you had it, and you get still caught up in your head. Mm. And you're still in there. And see, this is why 20 odd years of psychology and, and everything that I've done to this point had not um, given me the, ex the experiential clarity not even Islam, not even Buddhism, because I was approaching them still from the intellect. Mm. And our intellect, as fabulous as it is, is limited. And it's not the access to wisdom. And it's the wisdom, the sitting in the present moment of the flow of wisdom that is available to us. It is God-given. It is there all the time. That is, it's from responding in there when God tells us that we will handle whatever he throws at us. He's not talking about our logic. He's not talking about what we can think up in our head. He's talking about what we access with our, with our wisdom in the moment when it's in front of us and we handle it. And so why I am doing what I'm doing as opposed to, um, say, for instance, NLP or cognitive behavioural, there are other sort of uh, ways of looking at psychology is because I find that when you are uh, spending your energy and focus digging around where the thought came from and what's in the thought, you're then still stuck in thought. Mm. The answer is just the awareness that you think. And when we, when we, our thought and our feeling just ebbs and flows like the tide. You don't have to chase a thought. You don't have to chase a feeling. You don't try and hold on to them. They just do what they do. And if you don't uh, put attention on them and don't mm. make a big importance about either of them, yeah. they pass. They do pass. Oh my gosh. They yeah. pass. Yeah, I can so relate to that. 
I really can. And I honestly think um, this is uh, something I've heard from Jim Rowan. He said, like, our hmm. mind is like a garden. And every morning you have to pull out the weeds. Because if you don't pull out the weeds every morning, the weeds will take over. And the weeds are our negative thoughts, ladies. So it's all the negative thoughts that we have in our, yeah. for ourselves when we put ourselves down and when we say we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, or we're not, we can't do this, or this person said this. These are all your negative comments. And if we can pull them out every morning or throughout the day, if we get in the habit mm. of just pulling them out, keeping our garden clean, so then our flowers can flourish do you know what i mean like the goodness Absolutely. and that's what it is it, it is i will humbly yeah. because i know that his modality would be um nlp and see the thing with nlp is mm. that they're still very stuck on doing mm. the language is different is it? I would, I would, as an inside-out practitioner, will not be saying you pull anything out because mm. you're not doing anything. You're simply aware that a thought has come in mm. and you let it pass. I'm all about letting go. How do I'm you let go then, Pia? Doing anything. You don't, and so you don't have to. You don't have to pull it out to let it go. There, there are, I noticed in fact, and, and it's so, I, because I was trained in NLP, I was yeah. trained in cognitive behavioural. Mm. It's been, um, a, it, for me as practitioner, it's been quite um, a journey to reframe my language uh, to, to really uh, articulate what is going on um, in, in the way that is uh, the 100% solution. The other solutions have you constantly doing something. Because if you've got the idea in your head that a thought comes in and you've got to manipulate it in some way, do something in some mm. way, and the reality is we have 15 thoughts a second at least. Yeah, oh, my God. Some thoughts we are aware of, other yeah. thoughts we are not aware of. Our feeling arises in relation to that thought. Some, and, and that's even the thought that we, the personal ego thought that we are um, with some of them, so we might have that amorphous kind of emotional reaction uh, and we're sort of maybe not quite aware where the thought is coming or why you're feeling that. And this is where we sometimes make the mistake. We might be starting to feel agitated yeah, and we're not aware of a, a personal thought going on. So we look outside out by ourselves and go, well, I'm that because the outside world. Um, it's just, but that's not the case. A thought has arisen, but we just didn't have an awareness uh, of the content of it. But because it's about the thought and the feeling, they rise and they fall on their own, that's how our psyche works. Um, you don't have to chase, you don't have to grab a thought, you don't have to pull it out, you don't have to put it in another box, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to fake your feeling like, okay, I'm going to smile my way into mm. having a different feeling you don't have to do any of these things and see when you are thinking that you have to do lots of stuff and keep yeah. doing lots of stuff it's exhausting and That's it's not a permanent solution how is so can we it's probably better to use an example because then no yes. I, we we resonate more with examples so i'm going to say we like do, if, absolutely yeah so say if and a lot of sisters here um have this problem where say somebody like in a family or an in somebody like one of our in-laws makes a negative comment to us. Mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. So 
how can we, let's use that and then use that as an example how we can process that and how we absolutely can, perfect yeah. so yeah how how i would be how i have not how i sort mm. of been theoretical my one of one of the uh, inspirations for where i do what i do uh is my relationship with my father uh which i realize is also the route to the two um the two ex-husbands and the and the two toxic difficult marriages um i i realized that that are all connected um but uh my relationship with my father he's 85 now he uh had uh, a cancer scare early last year and uh i had not been talking to him for a year prior to that because it just got to a point um that every time i would talk to him i perceived that you know i took what he was saying as a personal offense mm. um i i would be dreading having to call or email i would have family gatherings to go to and spend the day um dress rehearsing in my head mm. well they're going to say this and it's going yeah. to say that so i'm going to have to say this and i'm going to have to say this and i'm going to have to avoid saying this and you know i mean basically putting on the on the battle armor mm. and ready to go into battle uh and of course i uh when he had the cancer scare i not long after that my um one of his uh brothers uh, elder brothers had passed away and his his uh children at at the funeral uh who are sort of the same age range as, as myself and my brothers um they gave beautiful eulogies and they spoke lovingly and the and the photo display of the individual and collective relationships with their father and and i said to my brother at the funeral i whispered to him i said um God forbid that's us out there because I'd have nothing to say. Mm. Because of course you're not allowed to say I mean you know we're told don't say if you can't if you don't have something nice to say mm. don't say anything. Mm. So I would be very stuck I said to him if if this was us now stuff for love but I mean you know that would and so um that led me to making the decision that look I something needs to give. Now of course I was under that assumption that well you know my my upset with him was righteous and and I, you know had he been uh, a father who showed um more interest and been more consistent and emotionally available and all the rest of it um i would have had better marriages or just had one successful marriage and you know i the whole thing there and 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 it became a competition almost in my head well you know a whole year went by there was no contact well he didn't contact me mm. so it was why i thought in my head and so of course you get sort of really caught up in the other person having to make the first move and we also get very caught up in what forgiveness looks like yeah because we think that uh because we all know we we do we all know that the 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 mercy the lowering of the wings the mercy that 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 is required in order to soften our hearts and open our hearts to a new experience of another person requires us to forgive i e let go 
of the story we built up in our head. And mm. we often the story we're carrying in our head, uh, well, not often, all the time, because we have separate realities, because I will never know the intention of another person. Yeah. And all I am doing is assuming I see their behaviour. So yes. say if my dad said yes. something really controversial and, and narky um, in, in an email and I've read it and I've taken it incredibly personally. I've taken it as an insult to me. I've read a big story in my head that he doesn't like me and he's never liked me and he never will. And, I mean, the whole... And he's done that deliberately to hurt me and, you know, really big story. And the truth of the matter is I have no idea why he said what he said and no one ever actually responds to us, even our parents. They do not respond to us directly. Yeah. There is the, their thinking is the veil between us and them, their story in their head. And their story in their head can be anything coming from any influences and any past this and future worry that. And they've got their own story and they are not looking, we're, they're not looking at us like in, as an independent object and then responding to that. They're responding to their story in their head. And this is the case for everyone with everyone. And the minute you understand that, the minute you know that it is never personal, mm, not the bad, and yeah. funnily enough, not the love either. <laughs> the love, people are loving others. They're loving their thoughts yeah. of that person. Mm. Uh, it's really quite profoundly interesting. It's, it's, it's profound, but it's simple. Uh, it, it's form. It, it, it's the form of it. They do. Mm. They're not responding to us. It is not personal. And so, when you drop that, you can actually start feeling compassion because you know that if somebody is behaving in a way that is problematic, first and foremost, it's problematic for them. It's problematic because they've got a problem feeling, and their problem feeling is coming from their problem thinking. Yeah. And therefore, you can actually have compassion. And you can compassionately set boundaries. So I'm not saying you were, I was in two abusive marriages. They were physically abusive, mm. financially, emotionally, spiritually. The second marriage was to a Muslim after I converted. Uh, I moved to Pakistan. It was big, big life change. And that was uh, partly why I came back from that and started mentoring was to work with women who were come, Muslim women who were coming out of abuse because a lot of them were finding that they tossed out their husband and their faith at the same time. And uh, I've always been very passionate about holding on to your faith in times of trial. And I funnily now find that the inside out paradigm perspective really helps you do that because it puts it all into perspective. You can set boundaries with people who are acting problematically, but you can do it in a way that you're not in turmoil. You're not having big emotions and difficult thinking. You are seeing what they're doing in front of you in the present moment, and you're responding in the best possible way with the best adab and aklat that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks of us in the present moment. 
I absolutely and it's love just that. so fabulous and then what seems to happen is when you do that mm. because mind our wisdom is mind it's it's what connects us to to god it's what connects us to the rest of the universe and the nature of that wisdom is love yeah everything's love oh my everything's God. love everything is love so anything other than love yeah is is our ego obstruction mm. that's all oh i can resonate with this so much so if you I, just... I i i just so profoundly love what i do now um, yeah. oh, I I bet. Yeah. it just is so fabulous i love what i do for myself in it but i love working with women now and really helping helping them see i mean this is pretty big stuff it's actually oh, huge but when you don't take it from an intellectual profound which is what i used was doing so i treated my buddhism and all this esoteric stuff uh and 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 um, i practice sufi path now and i was treating all of this from a intellectual Mm. pursuit and therefore not experiencing the actual change that these big lofty ideas are meant to it's not meant to just be in your head it's it, it, it they're signposts to being in the present moment and for for reasons only Alice Panawatala knows the inside out paradigm um, perspective of the that Sydney Banks uh, is uh, I believe Scottish or Welsh uh, 1960s uh, was a welder so he wasn't even trained in psychology and he had uh, an epiphany moment about his relationship with himself and his wife and the universe uh, that uh, unfolded uh, the explanation of this law of how we, law like gravity, gravity mm. explains how we physically are rooted to the ground and we don't fly off. Well, this is the law of psyche. This is the law of how we experience and everyone, everyone experiences this way. Doesn't matter religion, ethnicity, race, all around it. We're all the same. And it's that we are living in the feelings of our thinking yeah. in that moment. I love that. Yeah. And so, the implications of that, yeah. it's simple but profound. And there yeah. are a number of implications of that as it unfolds, and you'll find that it unfolds. At first, you, I mean, we're speaking with words and see words are intellect. So mm-hmm. me saying it will hit someone intellectually initially. What mentoring does, what I do with my women is keep bringing them back to the present experience of it because it's not about the intellect. Mm-hmm. And everyone will have a slightly different experience of the implications. And there's a handful of implications for this. And one, as we talked about, was separate realities, uh, that everyone has a different reality. And, and, and how that unfolds in the psyche, in the experience of each person will be different. They'll have different aha moments about it. This is like um, so interesting. It is. <laughs> it's and so interesting. It, it is. It is, it is. And the thing is, we don't have to whip ourselves as well because I have had a, in, a, in a live talk I did in my group last week, one of my ladies was saying, so how do I stop the thought or all this sort of thing? She's really, and, and, and have the thought and be in awareness. And I reminded her that the, again, God's greater wisdom, we are spirit beings in mm. physical form. The physical hardware and software of this body 
is designed in such a way that we will not have 24-7 awareness of our present-minded, heart-centred wisdom. We will get stuck in that ego thinking. Yeah. But um, as you understand the, the, the paradigm and, and its implications in your life, those moments of being stuck become less frequent and, and less sticky. Mm. <laughs> but the point of the mentoring is because it happens and it will continue happening, um, the mentoring is, that I do is to, to help women when they are in those moments of being stuck to um, just help them uh, get see what's going on for them in that moment so they can then drop what's going on and yeah. respond back in the present moment to what's going on. Pia, um, yes. all of that sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, what <laughs> I would like to do is I know there's yes. a lot of, I think if we associate it with practical scenarios i think there's the people listening the women listening oh, to the podcast will understand so if we go back to so say i'm in a family of um because this is one of my sisters are on here who's listening um she's yes. in their family and um she's living with her in-laws and they're making they make we get comments all the time right um yes digs we can call it digs poking whatever yep. it is so somebody say my, her mother-in-law said a negative yep. comment to her, right? How can we take her through this step? How, how would we? So how, how we do? Well, again, the understanding, when you have that understanding that everybody has their own reality and that people are responding to the world around them, including us, based on the thinking that they've got and the feelings that arise uh, to that thought, and then they take action. Um, on one way or another on that. So when we know that is the truth, then we know instantly that that's their problem, not ours. Mm. They, and their reality is their reality. My reality of me is my reality of me. We know that no one has God's 360 Vista vision. Mm. We don't. Our... our, our uh, intellect our perception is is limited and so when you know that you and it's not just know it intellectually but when you take it into your heart and you allow yourself to live in that reality that what they're saying is a reflection of their thinking and feeling and it's got nothing to do with you yes yes and so then if they are being problematic, well, then that's where you can flip the switch and actually rather than taking it personally and being judgmental and acting defensively, mm. um, you can actually flip the switch and look at it and go, well, gee, they must be having a problem of some sort. And you can actually have compassion for them. Yeah. Uh, and And... That, as I said, doesn't mean that you don't set a boundary where a boundary might need to be set. But when you are not flying off in defensiveness and judgmental and mm. lashing out, it means that you can see what's happening in the present moment and make the, 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 the most uh, efficient and effective 
uh, response that is pleasing to Allah. Sometimes that might be to ignore it. Yeah. Sometimes that might be to, um, you know, um, say something, but say it in a polite way that um, is not inflammatory. Um, it just, it, everyone's situation will be different in the present moment. But that, that is how. That's how and, and it's just, it is an awareness. It is an awareness that happens and, and you find yourself just simply, you might get caught for a second. I still get caught for a second with my dad if he says something that's slightly um, problematic. Uh, mm. I, I, I will for a moment. I found myself the other day, I realised that um, a few weeks had gone by and I hadn't made contact. Now, he hadn't made contact either. That is the nature of my father. He just mm. simply isn't all that communicative. And I realised I got busy and I didn't either. Now, for a split second, I started running that old story in my head. Well, if he wanted to hear from me, he, he, he'd contact me. Well, he's the dad, he should. And, and I stopped it and it, it, it started to happen. I started to feel agitated. I caught it as it was happening. I took a deep breath and I reached out. Well done. I reached out just simply because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I was thinking about him. It doesn't matter whether he was thinking about me or not thinking about me. I was thinking about him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to think and love and reach out to those around us, especially our family mm -hmm. so when you don't have the story wrapped around it of who should be doing what and all the rest of it then it means that you can respond in that moment in the best possible way as it turned out I reached out to him it was a lovely conversation and he said he happened to have been thinking about me as well I made a little oh. joke and I said that I hope that the thinking about me was pleasant and he laughed and said oh yes yes it was um, so there you go. You, and oh. so all this, so had, had, imagine, had I stuck with the story in my yeah. head that well, he's not interested in me and he's not contacting me and he should and all the rest of that imagined make-believe based on misunderstandings and a lack of real information because we're human and we can't know everything. Mm. Imagine what opportunity I would have lost had I not... You know, and so that's the same with all of our relatives. Now, yeah. some of our relatives or perhaps spouses, or, you know, mm. uh, may well be abusive. You may be physically unsafe. Mm. There may be a, a reason and a need to create a distance and even bring in law enforcement and, and other resources. I'm not making light of that. But what's very interesting is even in that really extreme context, when you understand that their behaviour is their behaviour based on their thinking and their feeling and it has nothing to do with you, then you actually can let go of a whole lot of that, that thinking that goes around that a lot of us women who have gone through abuse carry with us and uh, that, that it was our fault and we did something and all that sort of stuff. And you, you completely bypass that that, that whole journey that is unnecessary and not true. And it means that you're free to respond to what you need to in that moment, which may mean calling the police. It may mean grabbing your handbag and leaving. It, it may mean any number of responses that need to be immediate, 
But if you're not caught in a big story and a big emotion, then you, you can do that. I love that. I hope that makes sense. That does. And I love the fact that you said it's nothing to do with you. And I think all of our sisters need to really, mm. really accept that. That Because naturally, I mean, I'm going to give you an example. And that examples yeah. are the best way for us to understand is, so I've got a sister on this group who um, is having issues with her in-laws. And she's is, the person in particular is her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law... Yeah she always feels that her mother-in-law is putting her down all the time. She's always saying stuff, digging. And what I said to her is something along the, very similar to what you said. Um, and what I said is, do you know, first of all, um, what she says and what she's, what she's doing at the moment and how you're feeling. First of all, whenever someone says a negative thing, our, we get defensive in us, in our head and in ourselves straight away. Yeah. It's like a natural reflex, isn't it? We, we get defensive. First thing is defense. When, absolutely, when we are stuck in our ego thinking, yeah. when we have the false understanding of what experience is and where it comes from and how, how it all works, then absolutely that is the reflexive reaction. Yeah, and I honestly think it's a reflex. It's a natural reflex and it's a skill it not to... It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It's a skill, is. isn't it? It's a skill not to have yeah. that reflex. And then yeah. what I said to her, do you know what? Every time she says a comment or anything, try and put yourself in her shoes just for a minute before you feel anything. Because I know you're going to feel angry. It's natural to feel angry. We've all yeah. been there. I've been there. Yeah. It's natural yeah. to feel angry. But put it in her shoes. She's probably going through something. And I bet you her comments got nothing to do with you at all. You're just there yeah. at that moment. And she's taking it out on you. But actually, she's probably going through stuff. And what she's going through has got nothing to do with you. And because she gets these comments, now she thinks everything is about her when actually it is, it isn't. It isn't. And even yeah, my children. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Even my children. Um, and I've noticed that in my children, like I'm maybe having, I don't know, I very rarely have bad days now because I live in this amazing bubble of abundance. But say if yes. I'm having a challenging day and I don't realize it shows in my face sometime, my son will be like, oh, mommy, have I done something wrong? I'm like, no, you haven't done anything wrong. But he's thinking my reaction to whatever. And I haven't like, even if it's like a no reaction, like my the face that he sees, he thinks it's to do with him. But it's actually nothing to do with him. Exactly. Do you see exactly. what I mean? And that's why we're all doing that. We're doing yeah. that. And that's true. That's how I explained it to this sister on the group. I said, look, yeah. even a child, it's, it's the same as a child. A child, my son thinks anything that I'm doing is all because of him. And I'm like, no, he's not. I said, it's nothing to do with you at all. You are perfect the way you are. I had to literally say this to my son. Now, I know her mother-in-law's not going to say that to her, <laughs> say you are perfect. No, no but, but you know what? Your sister-in-law, the sister can actually say that. See, this is, this is the art of loving. Yeah. Not just to acknowledge that, oh, well, it's their problem. They're having a problem. Yeah. Because Allah doesn't, that's not good enough for Allah. Mm. Allah, Allah asks us to take uh, action. Yeah, uh, loving action. So it's not enough just to acknowledge, oh, that's their problem, and and just ignore them. Um, we actually have to acknowledge that someone is having a problem and love them up. Yeah, and and the guess and guess what happens when you love them up? The whole energy, mind stream, yeah. the whole energy changes, 
and and just the just the act of loving so you don't have to have relationship therapy with them no it's just the act of being different with them yeah not being instantly defensive giving space and actually turning to them in love yeah completely changes everything it so does. that they turn around this happened with my dad yeah. This turned around. My dad, from being non-communicative to and being tricky like that as well, saying things that I was reading as being, you know, critical of me and all the rest of it, to sending me a text message the other day out of the blue uh, that was um, asking how I was and telling me he he loved me and he was proud of me. I mean, like, oh my god! I thought, what an alien's taken my father. Wow. Who is this? the oh, wrong number? Yeah. It's just my father. Maybe someone else's father. It's like, really like, what the hell happened? And I did not have to go into father-daughter uh, counselling with him. I did not actually have to talk about the process of being in relationship with him. I had no such conversation with him at all. It was simply me being open to what was happening in front of me at that moment uh, and being positive and throwing positivity and love at it, he then, I don't know, whatever thinking was going on in his head, he, it, it resulted in him having a different feeling and therefore responding um, in a different way that was also gracious and open and, and, and uh, loving. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, what does, that's what love and that's does, Pia. That's what love does. Yeah. And when I dropped what I thought, uh, like, okay, I, as I said before, he still isn't all that communicative. Yeah, it hasn't gone from to to to. I'm speaking to him every day. He does. Mm. He doesn't really. He still doesn't really do that. And I don't think he ever will because that's just him. Yeah. But I have a different view now. I'm not reading it as a personal affront mm. uh, and an insult and a sign that he doesn't love me and doesn't want anything to do with me. Once I got rid of that story and just accepted him as mm. he is. And, Unconditional and love. his love as yeah. it was given. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing, you know. It is. And do you know what I love about that? That it, it love opens up people. And what I said to this sister um, is I said to her, look, if we do everything from a point of love and our intention is love, A, the universe, Allah will give that back to us in abundance. Secondly, yep. you're opening up that person. You're opening, they will, okay, maybe they won't do it straight away, but slowly they will. Hmm. They will slowly realize and see that love. And we have to love unconditionally, just like I love my son unconditionally. My son could do anything and I'm still going to love him, right? So we have yes. to see everybody. If we give unconditional love out, A, we don't hurt ourselves because we're not expecting anything in return. And that's when we expect things in return, that's when we get hurt. And B, by doing, giving out unconditional love, you are literally, it's like a ripple effect, isn't it? It's an endless ripple. It, it is. It's, so it's not, it's not so much that I am changing them yeah. or you're changing them. It's just simply our existence. Yeah. Our wavelength has changed and it has rippled out into the mind stream of the universe yeah. and they themselves reverberate and they themselves have different thinking and feeling and they themselves change. And then that's the butterfly effect throughout humanity. And it is... Oh, my gosh. You said butterfly, Pia. Yeah, butterfly means so much to me. I've got to and tell I you more it. about that. I, I've got I, to tell I really you more do. about that. Yeah. It, oh it, my it gosh. is. 
It is. And we and are, we can all be a are. butterfly. We can all be a butterfly. We can all be a butterfly. We already are. And see, this yeah. is it too. People will say, well, how do I have, how do I get um, unconditional uh, love? Yeah. Um, you already are. Yeah. It's just getting it We out. already are unconditional yeah. love. We, uh, uh, I, uh, if you were visually seeing me, you'd see most of the time I'm either pointing at my head for mm. all the ego thinking and the expectations and the obstruction, and then you'll see my hand going over my heart centre because the heart centre, a kalb, a ru, a fitra, a mind with the capital M, the bit that connects us to God and the universe, it's all heart-centred. Yeah. And if you look at other Eastern, um, you know, meditations and chakras and it's it's all that. It's heart-centred. I love it. Not it, meaning that it's in our physical heart, but yeah. we're saying it's 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 all there. It's yeah. not in our head. And I so how that. I know that I'm uh, in the right place is because when I now know that if I'm overly thinking, if I'm intellectualizing and caught in ego thinking, I feel like my head is really heavy and I'll fall forward. When I feel like, oh, when I'm out and I catch it, I go, hang on, and you feel like your head's all crunkling up mm. and you like furrowed brow and you're all up there in your head. When you drop out of that, when you let go, when you become aware, oh, I'm thinking, I don't have to do anything with that thinking. Mm. I'm just aware of it and I let it go. And by the, the default position of being in the present moment is not thinking about the past and not thinking about the future. That yes. ego is thinking. Yes, the yes, default yes, yes. is the present moment yeah. and the present moment is love. Love. I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you know what, Pia? We are running out of time. But I need to I need to podcast. I know. I need to get you on here again because there's so much we need to talk about. And we haven't even touched the surface yet. We haven't. We We haven't haven't even sort of like yeah, very Yeah. We we haven't gotten into specifics and I didn't I am working on um I'm working on getting a podcast together, a course, a six-module pod course yeah. together that people pay, subscribe to, to access. And uh, it's, uh, it's called Don't They, Don't they Care? I love that. The inside yeah. out of disappointed romantic expectations. And so How can people find you, Pia? How can we find people you? People can find me. They can find me on Facebook. I'm yeah. Essential Awakening Mentor. Mm-hmm um pia antico they can put me in the search bar so they they, they that but that's me essential awakening mentor that's me in facebook i have a website i'm on instagram what's your website um pia what's it called it's essential awakening mentoring okay .com. okay yeah. so what will um so sisters if anybody wants to know more information about pia and what she offers please go onto her website i will also on our group i'll also tag her as well um, and what i want to say is, by the way going back to what we just the example that we gave about um one of the sisters and her in-laws yes. that feeling guy sisters it doesn't it takes time to feel like that to be put yourself in the, their shoes it takes time it's not it's not going to happen overnight it's uh, for me it took me a long time to put myself in to to look at the world with love and compassion and i think if we slowly slowly take baby steps in doing that we will live a better life and sometimes we need help and sometimes we need people like pia to guide us through it and sometimes we know we 
we can do on our own as well. So whatever works with you. And um, what I was going to ask Pia is one tip that yes. you can give give um, the the ladies here that are listening. Cool. One related to what we just spoke about. Let's see. Uh, when you catch yourself in, um, say, for instance, you are about to um, interact with someone that you consider have been considering as difficult to interact with, and you're finding that you're getting uh, feeling anxious ahead of time, uh, check in uh, to the story you're telling yourself and simply let it go. Mm. Understand that the past does not predict the future. Just tell yourself that. Just because someone did something once before does not mean they're going to be exactly the same, even in what would look like a similar situation. You are different, they are different, and you can be open in the moment to whatever is going to unfold. And... Anything difficult is coming from your story about it, not the event itself. Mm. That is so true. I love that. And do you know what? This applies to everything, sisters. This applies oh, it to does. guys, I, I know. relationships, when a guy doesn't call you. or Do you know what? Everything. It's, it's, it's absolutely. This is the 100% yeah, solution. It's it's one a, of the implications of the Inside Out Paradigm is that it is the 100% solution. Yeah. It does uh, it, it, it speak because it is existence. It yeah. is the psyche. It is how it works. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite wisdom made it that way. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. Pia, I could listen to you all day. I, 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 look, I, I could talk about it all the time too. I have never been this enthusiastic about anything in my life than this. I love it. You oh, found I love, haven't you? That. You found love. You found your purpose. and I, I totally have. Yeah. It I feel like I have as well. Cool. I found my purpose in helping women. So I help women um, with mindset, finding happiness in themselves, because I think that's one of the most important things that we need to start with and helping oh, them absolutely. in sales, in business. So they're the two things, my areas, and also my charity that I have as well. But um, I honestly think that that you do the way, if you use that thought process that um, that Pia just said, in everything, apply it to everything in your life, I'm telling you, it just changes the way you think. And be patient with yourself, be kind yeah. to yourself, be, be kind, kind to others, because you will have, you, you can have instant clarity. Mm. Um, it doesn't actually have to, it doesn't, uh, it, 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 how you get to it, it doesn't have to be, uh, 30, 40s. I mean, you can you can turn 65 years of a, of a, of a difficult story on its head instantly because each thought is a new thought. Mm. But the way our psyche works is that we slip in and out of the stuck ego thinking and the present-minded inner wisdom. So sometimes we're going to see it and sometimes we're not and that's how it works. And so, and that's for everyone so you don't have to be uh, punish yourself or whip yourself or make a problem out of the fact that sometimes you will get stuck, but then you'll see again. You'll have yeah. awareness again. You know. Love it. Thank you so much, Pia, for Pleasure. being on here. We are super lucky to have you. And, thank um, you. I feel lucky I, to be here. Yeah, thank you. And do you know what? I feel like I need to get you on here again to talk about another subject. We're going to have to see. We'll, we'll do that. that. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, we, we will get, we'll get down and do yeah. it on a specific subject. Specific. What I might ask you, sisters here who's listening, is 
message me on a subject that you really want to talk about or you want us to talk about and what we'll do oh, that would be we'll, fabulous thank you yeah yes. and what we'll do is we'll get sister pia here and we will go deep we'll go deep on that subject. yes that, yeah. that sounds like uh, that sounds good yes yeah, absolutely yes. so thank you so much so all the sisters is listening i don't know what time it is in your zone hope you have a fabulous day and pia assalamu alaikum and thank you again well, alaikum salam and take care, lovely sisters. Thank you for joining us. Allah is.